Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, this is your favorite Greg, the movie guy here with the Midnight Frights podcast, episode number 22. I apologize if I blew out your ears there. I am super excited to be back on the podcast. I missed you guys last time. It was fun. I was. I wish I was here talking with Benito and all that, but I'm back, so you get me now. Mwahaha. To my left is the infamous Josh. Joshua, how are you doing? I am doing fantastical now that the holiday is over. Yay, holiday is oh, over, so but, that, over. But the holiday is just beginning. I know, but like the my like my bad holiday is over. Is there a bad it's not really a bad holiday, but it's a terrible holiday. Honestly, if you think about it, I there's a let me introduce across from me is Patrick. Hi Patrick. You hey everybody. Hi everybody. I, I read something on Facebook the other day that said only in America would you celebrate a day for giving thanks for what you have only to go out the next day and trample people to get mm-hmm. more to stuff. Get even more yeah. crap. So I black Friday to me is a gigantic joke. Yeah. Because people go out and do that. I don't know how they do that. I've been out once on black Friday in the morning. It's awful. Hated it. Absolutely yeah, hated it. Awful, awful thing. Uh, but yeah, retail just kills you during those, like during that hall, like the, the black Friday and the Thanksgiving and shit retail just fucking kills you. Mm-hmm. And now, like, that difficult part for me is over and I can enjoy Christmas because I don't have to deal with all that extra shit. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, hi, Patrick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're just over here. Welcome to the Midnight Bitch Fest. <laughs> bah humbug. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I did go out uh, <clears throat> Thursday evening. Yeah. Uh, he got Thanksgiving. Shit. And, uh, so but I wasn't out to get the TVs and the crockpots and all that other crap that we actually had a small mission at mm-hmm. Target. And we got the three season or got three seasons of The Walking Dead, uh, Blu-rays and Stranger Things season one, yeah. all for ten bucks each. Ooh. Yeah, did yeah. You, did I you saw- get the collector's edition videotape or VHS yeah. tape? Yep, I had it in my hands and I opted against. Yeah, no, uh, we got that one. I saw Stranger Things uh, on Blu-ray at Target the other day, mm-hmm. um, and I was so I was like I I I eyeballed the shit out of it, and then I was like. I can watch it for free on Netflix, but not. But is there like, is there any cool like special features? That's what I need. That's what I need to look through and see. Yeah, because that's the only reason. But like, I should buy that. I should just pull the trigger and buy it. There is the uh, for Stranger Things season two. Wow, say that three times fast. They have a Beyond Stranger Things. Yeah, we talked about that last podcast. You didn't listen to it, fucker. I was in Florida at Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) All the way from Sunday of two weeks ago Uh, until today, he's been in Florida. um, Speaking of Stranger Things, it has been renewed for a third third season. season. Oh, there's a a big shock. Well, yeah, (laughs) duh. But still, you know, announcement. I'm surprised they haven't renewed it for like the next four seasons or something like that. They're like renewing Walking Dead for like multiple seasons ahead of time, aren't they? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they do. So anyway. Yes, so um, here we are. We are back in the studio. We are talking some horror movies. Actually, we're talking a lot of more movies. Thank you, Patrick. That's wonderful. Um, We are going to jump right into our what have we been watching since we've kind of been talking about what we've been 
Watching. Watching. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Who wants to go first? I will go first because I probably have the least <clears throat> amount to talk about. Um, Do you have less than one? I have one, but it's multiple. But it's just one. Yeah, it's true, it, man. Uh, well, because, uh, because I've been involved with a live production for the past <clears throat> week and a half between rehearsals and performances, I just haven't had time to watch anything. Sure. Um, but when I do get home, I do flip on Netflix, and I've been watching the past seven seasons of, or the first seven seasons of The Office, just kind of revisited that whole thing uh, as I wind down at night, mm-hmm. getting that energy and just trying to go to sleep and catching, not catching up, but like I said, revisiting The Office and uh, how great of a show that really was. Absolutely. Um and, and, you know, I'm to the point now where Michael Scott has already left and we know that that was kind of, you know, the downfall for it. They knew that it wasn't going to last much longer than that, but it actually did hold up on its own pretty well without Steve Carell there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who I th- replaced him? It, it, well, it all depends. Nobody technically. I mean, they, they tried to bring in a couple different people, yeah. but ultimately. Will, um, Will Ferrell took over for like two episodes. Yeah. And then they did a search and that's when James Spader came in and took over. He was going to be their manager, but then he talked the CEO out of their own job and he became CEO. And then Andy became the, the manager, mm-hmm. uh, Edward Helms. Yes. Ed Helms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he did. I mean, he's a good actor, and I thought he did a really good job. So Ed, Ed Helms or James Spader? Ed Helms. Okay. James Spader's pretty damn funny too, in his own dry, weird, strange I way. I fucking hate James Spader. Really? Oh, he drives me up the wall. Then you need to see Secretary. Is he? Yeah. It's that? oh, it's so like gross. Really? Yeah. And he would play a really good gross role. Yeah, it's kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. But is it's like. Maybe I'm not remembering it. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal is in it. Yeah, I might not be remembering. I might be thinking of something different um, than that then. Yeah, she she takes a job at his law firm and basically becomes his slave. And he's really gross in it. Yeah, okay. I'll check that out. No, but I I was not a fan of him in the office. And I don't know if that's just a product of good writing and him being the creepy guy. Oh, he was horribly creepy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen any of his more current TV shows. I know he's got the one where he's the... The Blacklist? Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. that's my aversion to James Spader. So, uh, so yeah, just uh, watching The Office. And then, like, any time I spend with my wife, it's like watching live PD or <laughs> cops. So, not a lot of variety here the past couple of weeks quick fun fact on the office one of the things that i really love and appreciate about that show after they had their season eight pitfall Mm -hmm. when with james spader as their ceo and it just was not a really good season they all got together and they said well we can either um ride this out until they cancel us or we can go out with one more season make it the best we've got and go out on our terms. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Yeah. I absolutely, I respect them and appreciate them for seeing what was happening to the show yeah. and getting out yeah. while the getting was still good. The other thing that was interesting <clears throat> as I was watching that was uh, seeing the uh, people who were hired as extras that mm-hmm. have gone on to have massive careers. You know, career, like Evan Peters was on there as a. Holy shit, he was Michael Scott's nephew. Michael Scott's nephew. I did not even realize that until now. Yeah. 
And then uh, the the young kid who plays uh, Bruce Wayne in Gotham played James Spader's uh, son. Uh, oh, okay. And then just, I mean, like just other people throughout that, you know, that you've seen them on other things since then, you know, so, the, so it's uh, interesting how that show kind of launched some yeah. some careers. The pizza delivery boy oh, was uh, the was, kid from, uh, from Glee. From Glee. Yep. 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 That's so, interesting. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Evan Peters was on that. Holy crap. Yeah. That's cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what I've been watching. Yeah. I mean, I'll do a combination of like what I've been watching and what I am, um, uh, planning on watching. Um, Wait, this is only a 45 minute show. No. Oh, well, yeah, it's going to go really quick because what I, so let me just say out of the gate, Netflix originals are fucking killing it. Um, let me just start with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Netflix and what the content they've been making is like solid. What I'm into right now. So um, what I have been watching is I'm halfway through the Punisher right now mm-hmm. and it is, rock solid Good. uh john Good. barenthal is fantastic i think it's not it's not super violent yet mm-hmm. it's gonna get there oh, yeah. um i'm about halfway through um i think it's 13 episodes and uh it's just starting to pick up with um with uh a little bit of backstabbing that's about to uh, to go down, and that uh, I think is going to bring on just total violence for the last half of the uh, season. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But because I've been watching that, I added like TV now is what I added on my Netflix queue, um, and they're all like Netflix things. So. I watched the first season of Daredevil, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch season two, which has the Punisher in it. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I plan on finishing the Punisher and then going back and watching season two of Daredevil, mm-hmm. which I think you should watch before you watch the Punisher because I think it sets up his character. Who he is, mm-hmm. sure. And they do – that's what they do for the first half of this season is they set up who he is and what he's gone through. But I think they touch a lot of that on on uh, in Daredevil season two. And then I want to watch uh, um, Riverdale. You talked about, yes. uh, so I added that to my queue. Uh, Godless, I've been hearing a lot about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I heard Godless was just fucking fantastic, and that's seven episodes. So like, I can smash that really fast. And then because we watched the movie, we watched that we're going to talk about later tonight. I watched. Uh, I added nineteen twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, I had planned on watching that as a double feature with what we watched today. I just didn't have time. And uh, it's also Stephen King. Um, and then there's this new Netflix original that I'm super excited to watch because they're calling it the grown-up version of Stranger Things. And it's a uh, show called Dark. Oh, okay. um, Which is now on Netflix. So I um, plan on just smashing my way through a bunch of Netflix original content and uh, hopefully I can get through a bunch of the next couple of weeks so I will actually have something to talk about sure. on the podcast uh, when we meet again. You know, I, I'd been thinking about it uh, for the uh, last couple of days just because I have creative ideas rolling through my mind all the time. I think it'd be fun to do like a straight just Netflix podcast. 
just focusing on all originals. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of there's fun. A lot of because there's there's so much content on there and it's like every <clears> time a new month comes up, you're just like, I just I can't keep up with these guys. You can't. It's terrible, but it's awesome because they do such good freaking work. So yeah. more power to you, Netflix. Keep keep pumping them out. We'll keep watching them and if you charge me 15 bucks a month, I really don't even yeah. care. Really quick. Also, Greg, before we move on, Sorry. You, you, we talked about this on the last podcast, but you were not here. Did you wrap up Stranger Things too? Did you finish watching that? If you're ready to hand off, I can tell you about my things. My, what I've what been he's watching. been watching. Okay, well, sorry. I was going to have a topic, but we'll, we'll – sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry I, uh, I, uh, sorry I interrupted you. So on my what have I been watching, yes, Josh, to answer your question, I did finish Stranger Things too. Can we talk about it? Let's talk about it quickly because I have something else that I want to touch on that might take a little bit. I just wanted to know what you thought. Um, shit last Saturday, just a little, little backstory last Saturday, my wife was down here in Lincoln and she was working with some friends on some crafty type things. I stayed home and had a nice relaxing day, afternoon, evening to myself, to which I thought, what could I watch that Emily would not really be interested in? I thought, Oh, stranger things. I have not started that. So I started stranger things on Saturday. I finished Stranger Things on Saturday. Both seasons? Just the second one. Okay. I was like, I, Jesus Christ. I went through a binge-watching burn on that. Excellent. And uh, did we do spoiler, spoiler-free thoughts, Patrick, or did we did we throw everything out? On, on what? I'm the sorry. last podcast. Did we do spoiler-free, or did we did we just throw everything? Because well, we talked about Train to Basan. <clears throat> And since it was newer, we did we tried to keep from throwing out spoilers. Right. I just want to know your thoughts, Greg. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I I really appreciate how they've grown the characters. Um, I I'm still blown away that, and I can't remember the kid's name, the kid with the hat and the the teeth. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think um, of his name. Um, he's the one that found uh, D'Artagnan in the trash can. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I can't. Imagine what his thought process was for keeping or picking up and keeping D'Artagnan without telling any of his friends. Doesn't matter. It, I mean, it doesn't, but it's <laughs> it's still one of those like, don't go in there. Somebody's going to kill you. You know, yeah. why are you doing this? Well, especially with all the crap that happened to him in season one. Why exactly. wouldn't he tell him about this thing exactly. that he Exactly. Why would yeah. you not do that? And here all of a sudden you've got a freaking Demogorgon in your freaking house eating your cat. Yeah. Minor spoiler. I apologize. But, That's not that big of a spoiler. Um, no, I, I, I loved the levels that they took this to. Uh, Patrick, I'm beginning to agree with you that Winona Ryder needs to be throat punched. <laughs> she was better. I think I thought we agreed that she was she better, was better this season than she was in season one, but that's because she had less screen time. See, I liked her more in season one. I thought she carried a lot more of the story um, than she did in this one. I just I really got annoyed with her very quickly in this one. Um I love the new uh, redheaded girl. I thought she was a great character. Mad uh, uh, Max. Yeah, Mad Max. Mad I Max. loved I loved her character. Yeah, she's great. I loved her relationship with uh, the black kid. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Boy, I should have really looked these up. Um, you mean the one that couldn't be Venkman? That would be the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought they, they did really good with all the storylines. Uh, I love how they leveled it up. I thought it was yeah. – yeah. I thought they did really well with it. Very, very pleased. Uh, the, the other thing really quick, Greg, and I'll, I'll, I, I know we're on a time constraint. But okay. I just want to ask you. There's an article that came out that I talked about with Patrick um, 
uh, before the podcast that said the episode where they straight just focused on 11 and, and number eight, eight mm-hmm. um, was the worst episode, not only in season in stranger things, but the worst episode of any of, series, of any series ever. ever. Really? Um, where they just spent the entire episode on those mm-hmm. two thoughts. And I know you didn't read the article, so it's not really fair, but no, it's okay because it makes sense because I remember watching that and I was intrigued, but I wasn't hooked. I was, I, it kept my, my interest only because 11 now has a little bit more meaning. You know, she's mm-hmm. number 11 out of however many, however yeah, many yeah. there are yeah. of these type of people. Mm-hmm. So now we get to meet number eight who, you know, she has these very similar special yeah. abilities. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of watching her grow these special abilities. I don't know. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't very enthralled with the episode. It kind of made sense. Are you intrigued enough with the character to see it continue into season three? I'm intrigued with the concept of what the character represents. Okay. <clears throat> More so than the character. I, I thought the, the whole, <clears throat> her little gang of whatever they were doing was 80s misfit. Right. Oh, it's stereotype. It, it seemed very yeah. stereotypical. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was weird. Um, they may have been able to do it a little bit better, but maybe she's a tosser character for next season where they start bringing in more of these like twos and fives. And whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because now now that I mean, now you know that there's more of them out mm-hmm. there, you know, where's it going to end? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh and I were talking about that. They That even though I'd like that episode, I felt that they could have handled the information that she learned from eight with the other characters mm-hmm. yeah. in in the show that they didn't necessarily have to divert to this group for an entire episode. Right. But I do like the idea that it introduced mm-hmm. another character that will most likely come back in season three. Yeah. I, I'm sure that that's going to be their next development Yeah, because they're almost going to need these other eights and elevens and fours and whatever yeah. characters yeah. to defeat this super, whatever the big spider thingy yeah. is. Um, yeah. so have you been watching the beyond stranger things that I, I saw the first episode of it? Uh, I haven't continued with it because they have an episode about, uh, them talking about the kissing scenes and it is so cute to watch these kids talk about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, I also just, uh, I like the addition of, is it Billy? The, the extra antagonist in Mad Max's brother. Um, oh yeah, the uh, the weightlifting yeah. douche yeah. nozzle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um it added, just added a little extra um when they weren't fighting uh Demogorgons and they weren't fighting mad scientists, he had that extra little bit of antagonist mm-hmm. to uh to bring to every episode. Oh absolutely, absolutely. And kind of getting to see his uh his backstory to under kind of understand <clears throat> or better understand yeah. what he's all about. Yeah. yeah. I, I did like him. I did like him a lot. And uh I I like the the new found relationship between uh mike's sister and i think his name is jonathan yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of an interesting yeah. little play right there and how they turned uh steve away from mm-hmm. all that so it's it's just the character in it the characterization has been awesome so far um and then also one thing that i just absolutely loved was the addition of sean astin and paul yeah. riser yeah, yeah, yeah into the so into good the cast so good uh, mm-hmm. paul mm-hmm. riser just plays an excellent character that walks that line of is he good or is he bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean Astin just plays his normal 
goofy self. Goofy, <laughs> nerdy type character. And it, it, he was perfect for offsetting Winona Ryder, I felt. Uh, and I just, <laughs> I just like, and she's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just liked what he did. And, right. um, I, it made me sad, but I'm not going to spoil. Yeah. I think you may have. No. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So I watched, uh, stranger things was one on my list. I watched the movie Moana for the first time. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, started watching season two of haters back off. Yawn. Oh like Patrick? My daughter loves that show. You know what? I I knew nothing about that character at all. I thought it was just a Netflix original. I didn't know that Miranda was a character on YouTube. I didn't yeah, know that Miranda she sings. actually exists. Miranda sings on YouTube. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's a it's a college girl that was. Um, she, she's a she's a she was a theater student. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and she, I think she. Go ahead, Patrick. I was telling no, you, I, hijacked. What no, you no, no. Continue. Um, but she did this Miranda thing at like, at like parties or something and it just stuck. Hmm. Um, she was doing like every theater stereotype yeah. um, that you could think of rolled into one person and, and she came up with Miranda sings. And, and it's fun watching, you know, like, cause my daughter was showing me some of the videos that she puts together as Miranda, but then also as herself mm-hmm. and this, young woman can sing really well it's crazy and so then like she showed me like the side-by-side videos where they do duets with each other mm. and just crap like that mm. and i personally i think it's pretty funny mm-hmm. um didn't translate i no didn't translate see i liked it and really? it's, it's bizarre i don't know why i like it or anything like that but i will say that to me the most intriguing character on that show is her boyfriend patrick oh yeah i just think he's the sweetest character <laughs> mm-hmm. in the whole thing. I mean, she doesn't deserve him or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and I also like, oh, I can't think of her name, Angela. Kinsey. Yeah, from mm-hmm. The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's extremely funny, but I also think she's got dramatic chops. And I'd, I'd like to see her do other things, you know. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I, I liked season one of that. And we were kind of waiting for season two. And we just, we got about three episodes in and we're like, mm, not feeling this one. Mm. Interesting. So, uh, started that, uh, watched and got through Riverdale, yes. which I would love to do just kind of a, a conversation at some point about that because it was absolutely phenomenal for what it was. It, it was nothing what I expected. Exactly. I, I saw the trailer for it and I thought, oh, this looks like an interesting twist. But then it got, it was almost like, you know, it, it's based on the Archie comics and it's, it, it's like it met Twin Peaks mm-hmm. in a way, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. Yeah. So those are uh, four that I had started watching, and now I have to break from my normalcy of this because what I'm about to talk about here is something that has absolutely blown me away. Emily and I went to the movies this afternoon, uh, saw a movie that I've been watching, kind of keeping an eye on ever since it's, I don't want to say it's Inception, but since it's... uh, Notice of release. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called Coco. Disney Pixar. I'm not sure where to go on that with this. But what I want to say is there are <clears throat> when I when I look at movies uh, on an analytical side, I, I try to find places where I can put them within likability, 
I guess you could call it. And stop me if I'm rambling or saying stupid stuff. Go. Um, I don't often see a movie once and immediately want to put it in my all-time favorite movie list, like my top 10. This movie broke the mold for me. I am ready to, after seeing it once, put it in my all-time top favorite movies. Wow. So, top five? I it's it's in my floating five for sure. Okay, so um, this is Disney Pixar. What's the Coco? Coco. Is this the is this that one? It is that. It is okay. an animated movie. Obviously, it's done by Pixar. Um <clears throat> This movie cinema not cinematically, um I lost my train of thought. Shit. <laughs> the the uh the animation in this is Pixar showing off what they can do and they do it so damn well. Uh story in this is absolutely phenomenal. I was tears in my eyes by the end of it. The music in this is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I am buying the soundtrack immediately. Um basis of the story is a young boy who has been banned from uh music by his family because of a uh a relative from way back when who up and left the family to pursue music. And so they have cut him off and he bears a little bit of this relative in him in that he wants to be a musician and he's actually a very good musician. So he goes looking for them only to end up in the land of the dead and uh, looking for this relative. Essentially Uh, I won't go into too much more because go out and see this movie, like drop everything right now Mm. and go and see this movie. Um, I, I, I want to go I like I want to do the entire podcast just on this movie. Mm-hmm. I know I can't. So uh, I'll save a little bit of it for my blog post. Definitely check that out. Greg, the movie guide blogspot.com. I hope to have that up by uh, tomorrow or sometime early this week. I, I want to make a sweeping declaration, two sweeping declarations. A uh, Pixar proves with this movie that it is one of the best motion picture production studios in the world absolutely just slams it home with this movie second sweeping declaration if this movie is not nominated for best picture i quit movies all right greg you you set it up really high i'm gonna I take know. my kids to yeah. it on friday if i if i fucking hate it do i get my money back i you have to talk to the theater about that one uh, no talking, i, think, I you. think you should pay him i'm not gonna pay you back <laughs> <laughs> I, you should at um, some level like this yeah, movie. My I just, wife and kids want to see the, this movie. The, really the problem it's going to get from being nominated for best movie is that it's animated. It's animated. That's so, the thing that's going to so, kill it. So it's going to – it'll be nominated for best animated movie. And it'll be, if it should it, be nominated for probably uh, music too, right? It'll probably have music. It'll it, If it doesn't get a uh, best animation win out of the gate, there's, there's no other animated movies that came out this year that can touch this. There's no other animated movies – ever that could touch mm. this we'll come we'll come back on this greg again when we do that's our, fine our oscar our oscar absolutely oh, yeah we I, do that. I will put this i will put this movie up against any animated movie ever created wow. and it'll blow it out of the water absolutely blow it out of the water all right <laughs> I, i'll set the bar high. Yes, i don't care super high i i swear on this movie it is amazing absolutely I, better amazing. than the original lord of the rings by ralph bakshi i never saw that one you don't want to see it there you go <laughs> <laughs> so Coco. Uh, go and see Coco. Coco. Yeah. I, if you're disappointed, 
That's your problem. <laughs> Go let Greg know what you think on his blog. Yeah. Yes. Greg? Yeah. GregTheMovieGuy.blogspot.com. I want to hear comments. All right. Uh, I've got a couple it, more before I want to see that one, though, because I've missed Thor Ragnarok. And okay, I'm glad you brought this up. And I, and I missed uh, Justice League. Justice League was good. Oh, I saw Justice League. That was another one. Oh, okay. I'm glad you brought this up. Has Okay, I'm not – and I've, I've already declared this, so everybody already knows this. I am not a huge comic book fan, movie fan or whatever. I didn't see Avengers. I didn't see oh, um, Thor or Hulk or any – Iron Man. I didn't see any of that shit. I'm more mm-hmm. of a DC. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, which I fucking love both those movies. But anyway – has anybody seen the Avengers Infinity War trailer yet? Yes. I'm not even a fucking fan of these movies, and I saw that trailer and shit everywhere. It is um, like bonkers. Can you imagine how much money good. it's costing that production to make value that is movie? Be outrageous. Uh, I mean, look just, how many because they're bringing like every Marvel character that yeah. they've dealt with so far yeah. into this movie, mm-hmm. paying these. Yeah. A-list actors, my God. And it starts, and it's one of those, like, I got, I very rarely get, like, goosebumps, like, when I'm watching anything like that, but it starts, and you got the, like, the narration over the top of it, and then the Marvel um, uh, comes up, and, mm-hmm. like, the score kind of comes in, mm-hmm. and right there, like, every, like... I, it hits I you like, right in the I feels. I was like, I don't have to see any of these fucking movies, but I'm going to go see that movie, because yeah. it just looks like it ties some serious shit together, and I want to be a part of that. And it does so, tie all the movies together because in each one, something it's a part happens. One. Mm-hmm. It's a part one, I heard. Yeah, yeah it's a two-part movie. And, and uh, because certain things happen and certain things need to be collected and it does pull them all together. Yeah. Um, what I love about that trailer is you see all these characters, you know, Iron Man comes on and then mm-hmm. everybody else and one by one they're showing up and then, and then it kind of calms down for a second and then all of a sudden... The characters from Guardians of the Galaxy walk at the in. end. Yeah, we're like, who are you guys? And this, it just shows them real quick, mm-hmm. and, and then it cuts off. But yeah, that's just one of those moments where you're like, I love film. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, it was, oh, it was so good. I feel like I have to go back now and watch those other movies that for the like last ten years. Is that you, it's you, going yeah. up to ten years now? You have Iron, to. Iron Man came out in 2008. Just so. Insane. So they've been doing this for ten. That's years. crazy. Yeah. They have to blow they've been, this They've out been of building the, this story for 10 years. They have this to blow crazy. this out yeah. of the water. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I said even a, I'm not even into this kind of shit. And I nerded out mm-hmm. with the best of them when I saw that trailer. And there's still a couple movies to fill in before that one happens because I think Black Panther has to come out. Yep. And I thought there was another one. Uh, let's see. Thor 3. Guardians 2 came out this year. Right. Because I don't think there's another Captain America before no, then. They've done their the three of the. I think they're yeah. doing three of each, and then they're starting to release those. Um, Maybe Black Panther's the only one that's coming out before that. Possible is that because they have to introduce that character to show Infinity War? Well, they introduced him in the last. Oh, in uh, when not Winter Soldier the uh, the last Civil, Avengers, War. Civil, Civil War. Civil War. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they introduced him in that one. Okay. Um, but this one's specifically about him. Yeah. Okay. So it's his solo one. Cool. Yeah. Were they doing Ant-Man 2? I think they were doing Ant-Man 2 or Maybe. Ant-Man and the Wasp. That might be it. Maybe. I think that is. I can't think because they're not. Either doing... way, I'm going to see them all. They're not. Yeah, get Doctor yeah, I, I don't know why I am hooked on Marvel movies. I think I, mean, I love DC, they... but 
Jesus. This, yeah. I wonder if Deadpool's going to show up in it. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love that. Um, DC, Justice League was good. It was better than Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I think, isn't saying much from what I understand. Well, the, yeah. um, it was entertaining. I, I like them as a group. Mm-hmm. DC is moving way too fast for what it needs to be doing. They're trying to play catch up with Marvel yeah, and they should not, not be doing that. Taking yeah. the time to set up everybody. Exactly. Like, should Aquaman have come out before they did you know, stuff like that? Before, before Justice they, League? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, to set up a character to show an origin story. Yeah. yeah. But now that he's out, do they need to set up one or do they just keep going with right. Justice League? Well, they're already making that movie. James Wan is already making that movie. Is he? So, yeah, he's directing and, he's directing Aquaman. So and, it's it'll probably be an origin story that's going to be really awkward because it's like, oh, hey, we've already met Aquaman. Yeah. Cool. Of all the movies leading up to this one, Wonder Woman was the only one that to me was successful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wonder Woman was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And she said she's not going to do any more if that guy's still associated with the- He's out. Why is he out? He's out, yeah. No, it's some other guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Um, Can't think of his name. um, But yeah, and and I know Ben Affleck is also being replaced or talking about being replaced, uh, but his replacement, the name that's been dropped is um, pretty fantastic. So- uh, Do you share? I have not heard uh, of this. Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm. Um, has been dropped uh, name name wise uh, to replace um, Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, as Batman, so I don't know that I could see that. Um, I think it'd be I, interesting because he's it's not a very big. I mean, neither must, was Ben Affleck though. He wasn't huge. He was like stocky, huge but, like before he did. Age wise, I think it's difficult because I think they're trying to build to a, a Batman Returns or the Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns story. where he's older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he comes back and he just starts killing people. Yeah. Which I don't know if Jillian Hall's old enough to be doing that. Where Ben Affleck, I could see that happening. I don't know. Well, I mean, That's an so interesting the, casting just choice. the just the way it's been going. Like he dropped out as director mm-hmm. um, for Batman, uh, but said he was still going to star in it. Um, and now. The director that's coming in that's rewriting Ben Affleck's script and now in in that seat is he doesn't necessarily want to work with Ben Affleck, the actor, as Batman. So. Interesting. Very interesting. That so, would yeah. be weird. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we deviated way off. Well, and, I was, and, that, I, I, and I was going to rabbit hole one more time. <laughs> Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, <laughs> there is a Broadway <laughs> musical of Bubble Boy. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Are they running out of ideas too? I don't know. <laughs> I have not heard it yet, so I couldn't tell you the quality of it, but... This rabbit hole is running deep. <laughs> it's running real deep. Yeah. One, one last oh. avenue on this. Uh, Jason Momoa makes Aquaman fucking cool. Yeah. He is badass I'd, in this movie. I'd like how he looked in the trailers and everything else, so... He's, um, he's even better than he was in the trailers. Okay. It's just it's it's a good collaborative effort. Uh, the guy who plays the Flash, I can't remember his name, is hysterical and awesome. And yeah, they just they do really well with this collaborative effort. Yeah. So it's it's better than Batman versus Superman, which isn't saying much. But I would chalk it up there with one of the better ones that they've done. All right, cool. So let's talk about our movie of the night, shall we? Let's let's do that before yeah, it's we about start. Time we transition uh, <laughs> before we start rabbit hole. Well, because we already spent thirty minutes on what we've been watching. Yeah, so. yeah let's lead us in, Greg. We watched a while ago. I guess Patrick and I watched a while ago. I watched it today. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, nothing like waiting to the last minute. <laughs> so Josh is behind the eight ball here. Um, I wanted we it to decide- be fresh. 
that's actually probably fair because I remember a little bit about this, but not a lot. So we decided to watch a movie that came out uh, back in October, Stephen King's story called Gerald's Game. Yeah. Which is not horror, by the way. But uh, I would give it – well, it's probably more thriller than horror, but I would give it some horror aspects to it. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 dive into that. So yeah, I wonder if people consider it horror just because it was done by Stephen King. That's got to be the only tie to it. But even I still, think. Stephen King did The Green Mile. He did yeah. uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. So he's he's dabbled in other things, and I don't. I think it's it's kind of a, a fusion of thriller horror, right? You know. Um. Yeah. So who will start? Who wants to start? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it first. Uh, Go ahead. Gerald's Game is a Netflix original. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, so uh, here's the synopsis. While trying to spice up their marriage in their remote lake house, Jesse must fight to survive with her husband or when her husband dies unexpectedly, leaving her handcuffed to their bed frame. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, all those uh, stuff. Is yeah, it, is let's, uh, let's look at the ratings here on IMDb. at 6.7 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it uh, 90% on their tomato meter with 75% of the audience liking it. Yeah, that's, mm. those are good scores. So that is, that's good scores across the board uh, for this. Uh, starring Carla... And I don't know how to pronounce the next name or the last name. Gugino. Is that right? Gugino, Gugino. Something yeah. like that. And then Bruce Greenwood. It's essentially a two person movie when it, when it boils down to it. There are other characters uh, in in it, but it boils down to those two those characters two, yeah. and, and mainly uh, Jesse, uh, the main yeah. character. Yeah. And 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 I'm throwing you under the bus, Josh. Yes, she is hot. Oh, you oh. motherfucker. Dude, the entirety of that movie, watching her ride around on that bed was awesome. She I've always I've always I've always found her attractive. Uh ever since uh one of the first things I saw her in was uh, Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah. She's oh, okay. She's been in a ton of stuff though, hasn't she? Oh yeah, she has. Um Yeah, I mean I so I mean I guess I'll kind of start a little bit. Uh, I didn't know a lot about this movie walking into it. Um I knew a couple of things. I knew that uh, the a girl gets handcuffed to a bed and her husband has a heart attack um, after she's been handcuffed to the bed. And that's what I knew. Um, I, uh, I wondered, uh, so 20 minutes into this movie, she's handcuffed to the bed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they come out of the gate. Swinging. Yeah. It's an hour and 45 minute movie. 20 minutes in, she's handcuffed. 22 minutes in, he's dead. Okay? So that's now an hour and 25 minutes they have to fill of this girl being handcuffed to a bed. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to spread 70 – what is it? An hour, well, yeah, an hour and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh How are they going to sustain this for that long mm-hmm. and, and make it – um I guess uh, entertaining to watch. Right. Um, that was the big question I asked myself after all this happened so quick into the movie, and uh, they they kill it. They they uh, the way they cover all the how they fill in all the gaps um, to uh, to get you through the movie. Um, I I liked the uh, 
my holy shit moment was the dog. Oh yeah. Um, and I loved that they did the whole Cujo line. Um, cause that's a Stephen King character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, I didn't like the whole, the whole, uh, the Cujo joke, but my holy shit moment was when that dog walked in the room and she's handcuffed and he's dead. And knowing that dog had not eaten yet, I was like, uh, this is going to go really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, that was a moment that hit me pretty hard. The, uh, flashbacks to her as a kid was really rough to watch. Loved Henry Thomas. It was really, it was hard to watch Henry Thomas because when I see him, all I think is ET. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really all I know him from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, that's a kid from E.T. Um, <laughs> but uh, gross, uh, oh, gross yeah. little part of the movie. Yeah. Um, important part of the movie, mm-hmm. but just like so uncomfortable. Um, uh, I did not think I would like this movie. I'll be really honest with you out of the gate. I was like, this is just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Um yeah, those are my kind of my thoughts. The hats off to her to be able to sustain that mm-hmm. basically by herself for eighty percent of the movie because you know he dies right away. And are are we giving away too much by saying how they sustain it? I don't know. I, let's just talk about it. Yeah. Okay, spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers, 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 spoilers. The fact that you know she plays herself and has conversations with herself mm-hmm. that, you know, they had to film that separately mm-hmm. and then mesh them together with, you know, she after effects wizardry. Too, so. Well, there was body double yeah. for the, for, but there was a lot of side by side shots yeah, uh, that, you know, that they had to film them both. Right. Um, you know, and the fact that her husband, comes back and talks to her as well. That guy was good. So you're able to have those conversations to help fill that time. And it was just filled with, it wasn't just exposition Mm -hmm. to me. It was incredibly entertaining dialogue uh, that just helped build her character. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the dog was pretty gross. Mm -hmm. But what got me was how she got out of the handcuffs. Yeah, that was was so rough. Because that was harder to watch than I remember it being in the book. Uh Uh-huh. Because in the book, I just remember it that the the blood lubricated it and and that she was able to break her fingers and get out. Yeah. But watching what she did. Oh, yeah. I was in just like cringing that entire time that she did that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. that that was that was really tough to watch. <clears throat> and like you had said the the beach scene watching <clears throat> the eclipse. Yeah. That was and and that probably hits Josh and I even harder because we have daughters. <clears throat> and just thinking yeah. about that is just awful. oh my god. Awkward it, and awful. It's like what what was worse and they talk about this in the movie um what was worse uh, what he did during the eclipse on that beach or what he did what in the after. bedroom after that was all done. Yeah. Um, and the psychological aspect of it. Right. Cause there was the physical abuse and then there was the psychological abuse. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rough. Very rough. It was, but otherwise it was, you know, it, I think if you're, if you're watching a movie like that, you want to have something that's going to kind of tip you. 
in one way or another. You don't want to come out of that thinking, oh, that was a decent story. You want to come out of that with like, oh, my God, I'm just – my skin is crawling mm-hmm. from that. And I think that's that's a product of great writing, right. great storytelling, great acting. Um, and I think we got all of those out of this movie. I was you know, incredibly impressed by it. I, I love the interaction that she had with um, her and – I can't remember her husband's name, but uh, Bruce Greenwood. Gerald. The husband's name, Gerald. Shut up. It was Gerald's game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't remember the husband's name is the title, uh, title of this of podcast. I'm, I'm never going to let that one down. <laughs> um, I, I love the interactions that she have has with Gerald after he's passed and he comes back as a figment of her imagination. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, what would you do if you were in that situation? You're handcuffed to a bed. Hopefully, Gerald is not the reasoning. <laughs> That had happened, not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but, um, you know, what's going to go through your head? You know, survival is number one. Trying to get out of there is number two. And there's nobody else there to talk to. So you're going to have to go straight into your imagination, or not your imagination, but into your subconscious and think, okay, I got to get myself out of this. How is this going to happen? So they essentially just gave her subconscious a personality being Bruce Greenwood's Gerald. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit, uh, uh, I was like a little bit confused on the, the moonlight man thing that was going on. That was one thing I wanted um, to bring up as well, uh, because there was a definite horror aspect mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. I, with that character. Yeah. Having had seen it back in October, it's been a while. So I don't remember. What, what, so, what so was, what's your question about well, it? Well, so, so he, it's not really confusing and it's not really a, yeah. a question. It was, um, was he there or was he not there? And they talk about the footprint on the ground. Mm-hmm. The first time you see him, he's in the, the dark corner mm-hmm. and he disappears out of nowhere. The second time you see him is down that long, that long fucking fantastic like, oh, hallway yeah. shot. Hallway shot, yep. Um, where he's down there. And then the last time you see him, he's in the hotel the, room, the right? courtroom. The courtroom. Um, oh, I don't remember that part. Okay. And so it went from something that I was like, okay, that's that's just a figment of her imagination, right? To that dude was so was he really there? I that's the way I that's the way I took it was mm-hmm. that he was always there <clears throat> and that she saw him, but I think some of it was a figment of her imagination that once she saw him, maybe she saw him again and maybe saw but I think it all comes down to once they found him then that made it all real to her yeah mm-hmm. so then explain the other the he had a line at the end of that movie and that i was trying to because okay we talked about is is that a figment of her imagination or is he real and then she approaches him in the courtroom and he has that line you're not real you're just made of the moonlight so was she a figment of his imagination does that make sense it makes sense what you're saying i think maybe they had some sort of subconscious connection or mm-hmm. something like that because he had killed all those other people but yeah, he didn't kill he her. her alone right and that's the other question like why and, her and, and because she had I, I think it's because he recognized she had been tortured enough and that's why i'm saying there was probably some subconscious or supernatural connection between the two of them that he, knew, that he knew that he yeah. knew that she'd so, been in some hell. level he was or she was the moonlight woman mm-hmm. haunting him because she let her he let him live he, he let, let her, her yeah. live and he was the moonlight man to her her yeah yeah which is yeah it's 
there's a lot of interesting stories twisting within this one story of survival. Yeah. So it's it's done very very well. Uh, would highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I also got creeped out very easily. I also got to say, you know, hats off to Bruce Greenwood. He's uh, 11 years older than I am, and when he took his shirt off. The guy's in great freaking yeah. oh, yeah. shape for being 61, yeah. 62 years old. At first I thought it was the same guy from um, Don't Breathe. Not the same guy. Nope. Um, the other thing that made this film work that I feel like you had to have to make this film work was Jesse's character was a very likable character. Yes. That she could have been a total bitch and you would have not given two shits. Mm-hmm. That she, if she died on that bed, um, they had to set up somebody that was very likable uh, to make this work. Mm-hmm. And that again, where um, I can't think of her name again. You, Carla, Carla Gugino, um, just did a fantastic job oh, yeah. in making that character very likable. Yeah, uh, for Bruce Greenwood's character in the book, I just remember him being a total asshole the mm-hmm. entire time. And I thought, I thought Bruce Greenwood did a nice job of. Towing the line. Towing the line because sometimes he was a complete dick and sometimes – Was that tame in the movie compared to the book? Was I thought so. Tame? Was it? I, don't, I, I thought so. Book, so. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I just it, – but it's been years since I've read the book. But I just remember him being much more of an asshole mm-hmm. in the – in the hmm. that there to me there was no – I almost felt sorry for him that he had a heart attack and died in this. Mm-hmm. And in the okay. book, in the book, I was glad to know that he – died yeah so <clears throat> yeah so i i think that was a change uh overall another that only a handful of people have been able to take stephen king stories and make them into good movies yeah. mm-hmm. and i think this is one of those cases where they were able to take it and make it into a good movie they tried to make gerald's game a few years back um with another director and a, a whole different cast Netflix? Not not through Netflix, oh, okay. a studio, and they could not figure out how to do certain things. Sure, um, and uh, uh, and I don't know what those certain things were uh, because just watching the Netflix original, uh, it didn't look anything like anything in there was too difficult. Did they translate the book to screen pretty well? Pretty damn Patrick? well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't look like anything in there was too, that really that difficult, and yet they couldn't figure out how to do certain things. Unless it was just like a story weaving type thing. Maybe I could see yeah. where you get really tripped up because you got three different stories yeah. all in one. Yeah. So, uh, but the guy that did this did Hush. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife was in it again. I think she played the mom. Um, she played Henry Thomas's wife. Oh, oh, right. Um, Sango right. from yep. Hush. Yep. Um, that guy's on fire. That guy's making good stuff and he's mm-hmm. making good choices as far as like the projects he is taking. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen him do anything that I hate yet. Was Hush so, a Netflix original as well? No, no, it was not. No. The okay. studio. I wasn't think it was studio. I think they had, think he funded that himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, that guy's, that guy's uh, killing him. So. Uh, I dug it. Uh, I would say the only thing that I didn't really like in this movie was the the eclipse scenes kind of looked fake. Yeah, it did. But then again, I was able to forgive that because it was a flashback and mm-hmm. it was how she remembered it. Sure. Well, do you think also it would have been – they showed it like a hundred times, like mm-hmm. not even just on the beach. They showed it a couple other times 
separate from like she would be in her bedroom and they'd show a flash of just just the eclipse, mm-hmm. not the beach scene, just that shot. Yeah. Um, do you think you would have noticed it as much if they wouldn't have shown it? A hundred I don't know. Times? So I don't know. To me, to me, it almost looked like sunset. Yeah. And that's what bothered me because it didn't it wasn't. Because we just experienced an eclipse here, right? Yeah, a total eclipse, mm-hmm. and of that's what, and that's what they had there. And things turned gray around here. It didn't look like a sunset. It was just a lot of orange in it. So maybe maybe that's what was in my mind. Is but also keep in mind that they were near a lake or a beach. I don't remember. What well, it was, and, the, which, and the moon that, was much lower in the in the <clears throat> the, the horizon. Right. Ours was directly above us, and in the um, middle of the day, which this would yeah. seem like it was like a sunset yeah, type so. and you get those reflections off the waters. And I think that probably would have enhanced it probably not as much as they had, uh, had created in that, right. but you know, it's movies you can yeah. kind of do. Well, and like want. I said, it was her memory. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a flashback. It was more of her memory. Mm-hmm. Was this, was it decade specific in the book, Patrick? Did it take place in a certain decade? Do you remember? I, or does it, does it talk about it? I, I I don't remember. I only bring that up because of the music during the beach scene Mm -hmm. that they played, which made that extra creepy. Or Mm -hmm. by the way, the the song they were playing when that was going on. Um, So I was wondering if it was decade specific for uh, if they brought that up in the book. It may have been because the book's been around for a while now, and uh, he tends to like to set his flashbacks in a certain time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's because what he's used to. Yeah. That's very so. true. Very true. All right. Yeah. So, uh, giving it a uh, an overall rating, what do you guys think? Out of uh, ten, eight. eight. That's that's what I would give it as an eight. I yeah, I'd give it eight. I think yeah. that kind of goes along with what they're saying yeah. on mm-hmm. the ratings as well. Absolutely. Keep out would, Gerald's game. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Get, definitely give it a watch. So we are uh, at the end of our special time together. It's been real. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been real fun. Adventure time. Adventure time. Let's plug. Somebody got something to plug. Go. Uh, I have something to plug. Uh, we've got three more performances of Soda Pop at the Haymarket Theater this December 7th, 8th, and 9th. Go to haymarkettheater.org to order your tickets. It's uh, Soda Pop, the 1950s lip sync musical sensation. It's a ton of fun, by the way. Just a little bit we saw Sunday during tech rehearsal was, I mean, I, I was laughing oh, absolutely. the whole time. It was a ton of fun. So yeah, so, come out uh, and see it before I completely blow out my knee. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's super good. So I had a lot of fun with the what forty five minutes that we mm-hmm. did get to watch. So, uh, Greg, if you're looking for some high quality movie reviews, jump on over to gregthemovieguy.blogspot.com. I give you reviews on movies that I have recently seen. Be them old, be them new, or be them ones that I just kind of uh, have a Jones to watch. So uh, recently just posted a blog post for Justice League. Um, very, very interesting one I thought I had written. That's kind of weird to say that about my own stuff. But uh, within this week, I should have a post up for Coco, which is a must-see. Go and see this movie. I don't care what you're doing right now. Drop everything. Go and see this movie. If you take anything away, go and see Coco. You should be amazed. So again, that is Greg, themovieguy.blogspot.com. Uh, also, check us out on uh, Facebook at Midnight Fright Films. You can find us at the Midnight Frycast. Follow us on the YouTube page, Midnight Fright Films, uh, midnightfrightfilms.com. We are Midnight Fright Films everywhere. 
Uh, you just got to search that Midnight Fright Films and you will find us. We don't have any real new content up on the website because we haven't done anything new recently. Not, uh, but Not things, since Prairie Lights. Yeah. yeah, things are coming. Uh, there are things in the discussion phases and uh, we should probably get a new blog up on that website as well um, for the winter month. And um, yeah, that's where you can find all of your Midnight Fright fun. All right. So ending it here from all of us here at Midnight Fright Filmcast. Midnight Frightcast. Filmcast? Midnight Frightcast. Midnight Frightcast. You fucked it up at the beginning, too. I apologize. Did I? (laughs) Yeah, you did. Crap, I apologize. I was going to let it go. I'm never going to be able to ask ask the intro again. From all of us here at Midnight Frightcast, we wish you a scary Christmas and a bloody new year if we don't hear from you or talk to you until then. Yeah, because we should have a movie, a uh, Christmas horror movie to review we'll do a before movie the end of the year. We'll do an end of year. End of year. These things uh, are not discussed with me when I go into my outros. God damn it. We discussed it before we jumped on this And thing. I forgot it apparently, so well, it wasn't very memorable. Reminder. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll try and do this one again because we'll do this before Christmas, I'm sure. But it's been fun. It's been real. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining me in my terrible horribleness of not remembering movie titles. <laughs> or character names, <coughs> or what we're even going to talk about next week. So let's just cut the shit and get the hell out of here. You can't play Vic neither, Greg. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> All, All right. right. Everybody, have a good night, a scary tomorrow. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity flip.